Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good, good to produce. I mean, host. Not talk produce. Radio. Yeah, you got it. All right. Sunday morning, it's the Nor'easter podcast, and uh, I am Kyle, the coach, Kyle Anderson, here with big cinnamon, Keith Pfeffer. Good morning, Pfeff. What's going on? Good morning, the coach. I am so excited. Came right. It just happened so fast, and I, can I just point out that that music is actually way cooler than we are as individuals? Like, is that really the coolest music ever? I think it is. Like, it, it's I think pretty that's cool. Why we picked it? It is yeah. it's cool. I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm a huge Jay Z guy, but it's got that throwback New York feel to it. It's got the, you know, the booming trumpets. And when I think of it, I'm like, ah, when people listen to this, they must think that we're way cooler than we actually are. So I just want to point out that we know that we do. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but 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 it is a good show, bro. It's like chilly out, right? Like um, uh, obviously broadcasting from the studio in Greenville, Rhode Island. It's a little nippy. It's got that football feel in the air. It's it's here. I can't believe it's here, but it's here. And, uh, you know, you look at the summer's over and, uh, you know, no more boating and no more, you know, the summer, no more sundresses, as Alexander would say. And, you know, but uh, we move on and football is here. No more Game of Thrones, but we're ready for the NFL. So I we got a little taste of it Thursday night. What, what are you looking forward to the most today? It's everything. I, I, I'm looking forward to the Red Zone channel. I'm, red, I'm looking forward to the uh, – I have a lot of food prepping, waiting to go for the 1 o'clock Eagles game. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to laying on the couch all day, watching football, talking shit, getting mad at my fantasy football team. I am – I'm excited for the whole production today, Kyle. This is what I live for. I live for Sundays, and it's finally here. We're back. We're back at it's it true. again. It's true. Back at it again. We, we, <laughs> it, I do, I, and I, I also love it. I do. You know, it becomes a routine, and the Thursday nights and the Sunday night and the Monday night games, you know, I think they're great extra add-on bonuses if you're an NFL fan, but I don't think you really want your team there. 
You don't want your team on Thursday night. That sucks. Yep. You don't want your team on Sunday night because that sucks because then you're, you know, I'll be up until 1 a.m. with this game tonight. And then tomorrow yeah. night, same thing. Like, you want it to be a nice little add-on bonus that you can watch half of it, fall asleep, and then figure out what the score is tomorrow. When it's your team, it sucks that you, yeah. you, you know, and so I, the Patriots certainly aren't one of my teams, but, like, I enjoy – when the Patriots are at a one o'clock so I can cheer against them and then the Giants are four o'clock. And then, so it goes from, or vice versa. Uh, I like a one, four Giants Patriots combo for me uh, because I root almost as hard both ways. Right. So let's root that hard against the Patriots and then for the Giants. So today is a little weird day um, for me. I know you've got a one o'clock Eagles game, but uh, you know, I, I don't go to eight 30. So yeah. Uh, or eight o'clock. And the kick is all like eight forty-five. Like like the way the NFL does it. Like the eight thirty game isn't an eight thirty game. It's like an eight forty-five, eight fifty game that you're going to be up till like twelve thirty, one o'clock. It's, it's going to suck for you. I mean, and and listen, I don't know if you guys know this about just through my voice, but I'm not I'm not a pup anymore. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm. I'm, I'm uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm climbing to 40. It's like it's coming. It's like 18 months away. 40 is 18 months away for me. So, yeah. uh, you know, 1 o'clock games. You should have seen me at, like, uh, on Friday after the pass game the next day because I needed to watch that that gem in its entirety. Um, I, you know, I, I woke up. I was like a zombie on, on, on Friday at work. I was like, I ended up leaving at 2 o'clock because I just couldn't hang. Like, I remember nights of, like, drinking for four days straight and being able to go to work. Now I can't watch a football game until 1 o'clock without being dead to the world. I was like, yeah, guys, I'm going home. This is, I can't function. I, I don't know my name. So, um, so, so anyway, we got a lot to cover today. It's uh, – I think we're going to cover uh, lines today. We're going to talk a little fantasy. We're going to talk a little – uh, I think we're going to do a, a little bit of everything, right? I mean, we yep. have some plans. We're going to jam it in. So instead of talking about our nonsense, why don't we get right into it? Why don't we actually talk about Thursday night and talk about mm-hmm. sort of what happened there? And you already got my take on it this morning. I do yep. want to um, – I do want to also add on top of it uh, or, or, or kind of reiterate to the listeners what I, what my feelings are was – and you can add on to this. The, the mm-hmm. Patriots used to be an infuriating team. And I, and I brought up Richard and our uh, what, uh, Rodney Harrison last night at a party we were at. And I said, you know, do you remember Rodney Harrison? You, they would be, the Patriots would be literally like a two touchdown favorite going into a game. And a reporter would go over to Rodney Harrison and they'd be talking to him. He'd be like, listen, everybody doesn't think we can win this game. We're, uh, we're by far the underdog. And, and he'd be like, wait a minute. What, what is this guy talking about? You guys are two touchdown favorites. What, how, what, how can he get away with saying he's the underdog and nobody can think we can win after winning two or three ranks, right? And that was their game, man. They would make themselves believe they were the underdog. They would make themselves believe they didn't have a chance. At, you know, in the first ring, they didn't have a chance. And it was mm-hmm. the underdog thing. But, but, but then the change happened. And that culture carried through in New England. And, and, and I, even though I thought Rodney Harrison was full of shit, he, they believed that. They believed mm-hmm. in the billboard material. They believed in all of those things. And now, when you saw that on Thursday night, man, you saw them roll out. Uh, the 28-3 to three, uh, with whatever, four minutes in the third, like the whole barstool thing. And then the towels, right? Like, I understand that's a barstool thing, but it becomes a culture thing. 
like Tostitos or Totino's, the pizza roll company, paid like almost 200 grand for those towels to be delivered. I think that as an organization, I lost a lot of respect for them on Thursday. The night that you hang your banner, there wasn't an ounce of humility in the room, man. And, and that's shocking to me uh, from an organization that has built itself around being the class of the NFL, right? So uh, they, deserve, they deserve to lose that game just on karma alone. Uh, now, if you want to jump into the technical part of it, I don't think Tom Brady had the best game, but I also don't think he's done. So, I don't know. You can re- react to that. I don't know how you feel about what I just said. but Yeah, that, that, that pre-game celebration when they rolled off those five, what is it, those five Super Bowl trophies, like balloons or little things, and having Mark Wahlberg there, dude, the production from the getting was a, was a fucking joke. Uh, it, it was just it just left a bad taste in your mouth. It's like you don't you're the goddamn Patriots. You don't need to shove it in everybody's face. Everybody knows that you're pre- like you're the best franchise in the NFL right now. Everybody has you winning it all again. Like just get your ring, get the hell out, unveil the banner, play some football, and then like the craft. This is unequivocally the sweetest. Like like wh- when he had the mic, I was just like, this is a. I, I was just like, what the hell is going on here? Like, this is this is a joke, right? They're all punking us. So, you know, I, I I'm kind of with you. I, I I like to argue with you, Kyle, but I I'm kind of on board with 100 percent of what you're saying here. Uh, just because the from the beginning, the whole production of it, it was just like, like you know, there, there's always a time. It doesn't matter what within organizations or whatnot. And this Kyle probably was coming. Around around for a long time but it it's official like the the patriots head has become too big they've blown too much smoke up their own ass the fan base has sm- blown too much smoke up their own ass now and uh it, it's i it's and let's gonna... talk about like you're right and 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 so and 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 on top of it tom brady looks gone right like and that, that was a a word that's been thrown around for the last few days but he does he looks thin and vegan, and he look and he's over forty. And he was on the cover of Madden and Sports Illustrated. You know, he broke the mirror and walked under the ladder, all of that shit. I don't know, man. I just don't think that you 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 mess with the sports gods that way. And I don't know. I mean, I know that sounds foolish, and it's got nothing to do with the X's and O's of football. Make no mistake, Bill Belichick's still the the baddest man in all the land. But when you, when you hit that magic number of 40, that's the arrogance of Tom Brady that we talked about. But you don't think that Peyton Manning or Rich Gannon or anybody who played into their 40s, right? I think about guys that played into their 40s. You don't think these are the most competitive guys in the world. You don't think they all thought in their head, well, I'm different. I'm different. I, I told my story. I made it to the NFL. I won a ring. I'm over 40. I can do it different. Your body just changes, man. And it doesn't matter how pliable you are. It doesn't matter how many. It doesn't matter. And you can't, you know, those passes you used to make are harder to make. It's not an indictment of, of Tom Brady as a quarterback. It's, it's, it's age. And you can do your TV 12 nonsense all day. Now, does that mean that they won't find a way to win football games? No, they will find a way to win football games. Make no mistake, any asshole who's out there saying that Tom Brady is is uh, or the Patriots are in trouble, they're not in trouble, okay? Uh, Peyton Manning won uh, the Super Bowl with half a neck, right, and no offense <laughs> at all. 
And and if you don't think that the Patriots, if Tom Brady can find a way to dink and dunk in five yard out and hand the ball to those talented runners to win 12 or 13 games in this league, you're dead wrong. But I think they've exposed themselves on who, as to who they might be in the playoffs. I know it's a long season, but after looking at them, I don't know that they're a surefire Super Bowl winner like I maybe thought that, that they were at the beginning of the season. So let's just – everybody take a fucking deep breath. It's the first week of the, of the season. Tom Brady's career is not over. Remember the last time they lost to Kansas City and everybody uh, had Tom Brady uh, done? And what yeah. did he do then? Uh, only went on to have the greatest run in a quarterback's history and win a ring. So yeah. we, should just, we should just relax. Was that we're on to Cincinnati? Was that like the last time they lost to Kansas City at yeah, home? Sure. Well, but, yep, yep, you know, yep. the Belichick were on to Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is fun. I mean, because the market, you know, I, I think everybody that listens to knows that, like, uh, the market I'm in is the Boston market. So, like, I'm, I'm listening to, like, Boston Sports Talk Radio. Why do I punish myself like that? I still don't know. But it, it's just. It's just funny to hear the overreactions, the world is ending type of talk. Like, guys, relax. Yeah. The Patriots. Like, either you're fine. It was just enjoyable for, for me to watch. Let me have my 10 days till next Sunday until you guys get back on track. But, like. Oh, and just, and just completely. They're going to completely. My friend used the word last night. They're going to completely undress the Saints next week, right? It's not even yeah. going to be not even going to be funny. Like and, and his wife was like, "Really? That's the word you use? Undressed, you weirdo." Uh it was kind of funny, but the but they are. I mean, that, that the Patriots are going to decimate a team that does not play defense. I'm not even sure do they have a defensive salary in uh in New Orleans? Like do they have a defensive <laughs> coach? I don't think they do. I don't think they do. I think that they no. just like roll out a couple of guys from the offense. They're like, Yeah, go ahead, try to stop them a little bit. Like it's not that's a joke. And that game's gonna be it always is. That Patriots Saints game that pops up every couple of years, uh, turns it it's it's gonna be like a forty two to seven route. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah. I mean, uh, the Saints haven't put any money into their defense since Bounty Gate. So the, la- the the last time they put money was when they were actually playing players to actually hurt other players. But since that, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. The last the, the last money that the Saints invested in their team was the five hundred thousand dollar fine for Bounty Gate. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it's a sad day when that happens, man. That's a sad, sad day. So all right, a lot going on today. Yeah. Um, you know, from from a lot a lot of action, right? And 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 can we jump into? And I know we we, we did not show prep everybody to this week. We were just like, we've got so much stuff to cover uh, that it doesn't matter. It's just an all roll off. But I'm gonna I'm gonna move to the next thing. We did cover this yeah. topic extensively in the last show. And uh, listen. I understand the NFL is a business. I understand that they, you know, but they, they print money. They do. They mm-hmm. print money. And I know that Roger Goodell and Troy Vincent were in the NFL office in New York City, uh, whatever, earlier in the week. And they were like, all right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to wait. We're going we're gonna to up- uphold the suspension of Ezekiel Elliott. But if we do it at 4.05, We'll have one of our youngest and brightest stars on opening weekend on Sunday night be able to play against the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have a new, a good New York team in the market, you know the TV ratings are going up, right? So whether that's the Knicks, 
the the Yankees, the Giants. I mean, I don't consider the Nets, the Jets, the, even the Mets uh, a giant TV draw because they're not. But with mm-hmm. the Giants, the Yankees, or the Knicks, when they're good, when they're relevant, right? If you have that going on, you know that you're going to get a four or five in the ratings book. So the NFL has to rely on these television ratings to drive the revenue. They say, if we wait until five past four, just five past four, to give the, the decision, Zeke can go out and play against the Giants on prime time, Sunday night football, the week after Game of Thrones is over, and nobody else, there's nothing else to watch. NFL fans are dying for this game. Smart business move, but God, does it piss me off as a Giants fan. You knew mm-hmm. it was coming, too, right? Like, you oh, knew yeah. that, that, that the minute that they said he's going to play on Sunday if, if, it's, if they, they don't make the decision by 4 o'clock. So it pissed me off. I think the Giants, I'm not, listen, I'm not going to say I think they're in trouble. Clearly, the Giants know how to play that team. But uh, it's irritating because it's if it was another team, if it was another circumstance, I think he would have dropped the hammer harder. But because it benefited the NFL, he did it the way he wanted to do it. So, yep. and what's going what's going on outside of that? Like, what's going on with the the uh, Elliott suspension? Did you read up on that yesterday? Like, what? Yeah, yeah, I re- I read up, dude. It's it's all a fucking mess, man. Like, cause like the now the local judge says that that. Ezekiel Elliott now can play the whole year, and then they have the federal judge that are going to be judging on the the local Texas judge if that's actually can be enforced, and you can actually, you know, enforce that rule and whatnot. What I don't get this is like this is the second big suspension in a row that that the guy the ruling is going to come out, and the guy's going to play for a full year. He's going to like. Ezekiel Elliott is going to play all 16 games this year, which is baffling. Even though the, the NFL upholded the six-game suspension, Ezekiel Elliott is going to play all 16 games. They're going to draw out this process even further for another, another year. I mean, to think about Ezekiel Elliott, the, the crime or whatever he committed to get suspended happened last summer, like last summer before last season. And he's going to play two full seasons before any suspension is actually going to take place, which is probably going to happen now in 2018. It's absolutely mind blowing to me. Like it, it, I don't, I, it, I don't, I do, I'm a loss for words of like, it, if you get suspended, you should be just suspended, play your six games and get out. But there's so much, like you said, the money aspect of it. Let's get Ezekiel Elliott onto prime time opening weekend. He's a good young athlete. He's he's a superstar. People know him, so we'll sprinkle him in the games. And then, you know, at the end of the bell, at the end of the day, the NFL loves publicity. All publicity is good publicity for the NFL because you're not talking about the NBA. You're not talking about MLB. You're not. I mean, nobody nobody talks about hockey, but like you're you're just talking about football, and you're you're talking about the NFL. So, you know, they. At the end of the day, I don't really think the NFL gives a shit too much about who plays and who does, you know, or if Zeke, you know, doesn't get suspended or not. It's all, I think it's just an all smoke and mirrors game. It's all a, a game of showsmanship. Like, you, they just suspended your boy, um, what was it, Josh Brown, for a, another six games. The guy hasn't been in the league for like a year. Like, why the hell are you suspending him for additional six games? 
So, the, oh well, yeah, he's got the curse to him now. Like he's got the Ray yeah. Rice thing going on, where he's yeah. done, and he, he, you know, that they just because no team is going to sign him around that. And you yeah. know, there's some stuff around. There's some stuff around Zeke, right? That um, uh, makes it so. Uh, I don't know. There's some like weird ambiguity and some weird stuff around the actual incident itself yeah. uh, that allows people to not buy in. But you said it, you just hit the nail on the head. You said at the end of the day that this is about outrage. This is about the, the society that we live in, right? It's about the, um, you know, it's about people coming out and standing out and, uh, and, and standing up for women. And I think that's okay. I mean, I, I do. I think that, is your right to protest in this country, and we've seen all sorts of different revolutions happen. And I think that uh, the, the thing, you know, whether it's the Black Lives Matter and the police brutality or the uh, women's rights and, you know, not smacking a girl um, is really important, but I don't think the NFL really gives a shit about any of it. And that's the truth. I, I don't think that. And I think that the dance that we just talked about, the, he did it two summers ago. He got to play a, a, a last full season. He's going to get to play another full season. I think that they choreographed that dance. I think they know that Ezekiel Elliott's going to play. I think that's the poison of uh, the NFL Players Association and the NFL is that they really do want the same things. And there isn't an outside source. The outside source is the is the judiciary system and the uh, and the law, right? I mean, that, that's yeah. your uh, the, the managing force to all of this. And if it's a serious enough crime where he's going to go to jail, well, guess what? He's going to miss games if he does. And so yeah. uh, it's balancing public relations at the same time as trying to put the best product out there as possible. You have the most prolific young running back in the game. Uh, you know, Roger has choreographed this dance because if he didn't, if he wasn't choreographing it and he wanted him out and done, he would be, and no. uh, they would have done it quickly. And 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 I don't think he really does. I don't think he wanted Brady out, and I don't think he wants uh, Elliot out. And I think that's the truth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, and I think it's almost like uh, behind closed doors, things that we don't hear about. You know, I, I think it's almost like Roger Goodell's like, hey, your 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 boy's gonna get suspended for so many games, but you'll have a whole year to plan it. So, like, I, I don't know. It just yep. Yep. It, it just seems a little shicey. You know, it's just like it, it's just like the whole NFL, this, it's just a song, it's a PR song and dance. And at the end of the game, let's not confuse ourselves that it's anything different. You know, I mean, it took a video for Ray Rice to get suspended for whatever he got suspended, right? Like, and the Ezekiel Elliott – I, I just there's a lot of questionable things about the story about pretty much this whole case in general, and uh, I, I think the, the NFL for a PR reason has to come down hard on this. You know, I, I think we talked in the last show even the NFL's domestic uh, violence policy they're, they're they haven't even keep consistent since they introduced it since Ray Rice. But at the end of the day, I think it's just a PR song and dance. They're just trying to save face when they can save face. But, you know, at the end of the day, they, they, they want Ezekiel Elliott on, on, the, on the TV screen. They want him to play. He's, a, you know, he's, he, he's one of the You're most right. popular running backs in the league on the most popular team in the league, playing Sunday night in probably one of the biggest rivalries in NFL football. There's no way in hell he was ever going to miss this game. No, you're right. And it's, you know, listen, I 
uh, at the end of the day, right, like I want a good football game. I want it to be – I want Beckham out there, and I want Zeke out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, when from a, com- from a competitive standpoint, I, you know, as I look at it or I'm playing somebody that has uh, Elliott in fantasy football or uh, from a competitive advantage, it's like, you know, why not? Why not have him out? That'd be great. I, all I want at the end of the day is a W for the Giants, but – from an entertainment value standpoint, I want it to all be there. I want Beckham to roll out there, and I want Zeke to roll out there, and I want, I want it to be uh, that classic rivalry game. Now, will more people – yes, the fact. Here's a fact. The fact is that more people will watch the game because Elliot's playing because guess what? Literally tens of thousands of people, maybe hundreds of thousands of people drafted him or mm-hmm. are playing against him in fantasy football. And if you don't think that that directly drives ratings right now, you're dead wrong because it no. absolutely does, unequivocally does. Fantasy football relates uh, to uh, – what, what, what are you doing, a little rub over there, a little rub on, a, on, uh, on some pork backs? What do you got? Are you, are you doing your meal prep over there, Feff? I, I hear you. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I, I was just playing with my business cards. I, I was just sorry. I, uh, I feel like you were, uh, it would have been so much better if you were, like, smacking, like, a spice rub. Yeah, uh, yeah. On some honestly, ribs, that's a good like idea. A, I am making like wings some spice tonight. I, I know. I'm, I am making some wings uh, for, for the game today. I'm uh, Actually, you know what I do, Kyle? This is I'm going to tell you what I do, what I'm going to do with these wings. I am going to bread them, you know, with my flour and my, like, my spices, right? It, one of my favorite yep. things to do throw it right on the grill and actually get it like crispy and whatnot. And then once it's all the way cooked all the way through, then I'll throw into my Buffalo sauce and you have like a crispy Buffalo wing. I tell you, Kyle, I got to have you up one of these days. Yeah. It's, it's true. It's true. I got to make my way up to Somerville one of these days. And, uh, yeah. but the living's easy down in Greenville, Rhode Island. I don't know if you know, yeah. but, uh, it's, uh, you'll get there. I mean, you, you, I know I am. I, I know went down you... to one of your son's game. How did, how did that go this weekend? So actually luck, like weirdly we had a bye this week. So, Weird. uh, a, a week one bye. um, so there was no practice bullshit yesterday. So I actually got to hang out and, uh, and I, you know, man, BMW, I don't know why I, I'm not, Listen, we are Honda Accord minivan guys through and through, right? We're not and, – and I don't know. I think, like, I don't know. Like, I work for a fancy technology startup, and, you know, I have a – I work in a high-rise, and I don't know. I think I, I just fell under the ether for a couple minutes where I was like, you know what? I'm going to try – to rise above my station and go from the normal minivan SUV. And I'm going to try to buy a BMW. And, and I did that. And it's literally been the worst decision of my life. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it, uh, it literally like, it, it, and it's really, it's the gods. It's either, it's like the life gods or it's karma directly telling me like, yeah, bro, stay in your, stay in your own lane. Like yeah. stay where you are. <laughs> you are driver RAV4. Right. Like that's what you're telling me. Drive around for because it's economical and it's good on gas. Like I'm putting 93 in this. It's hard for it's literally hard for me to get in the car, dude. Like it's it's (laughs) it's a little like a sports sedan. And I'm not 25 anymore. And I'm a big dude. You know, I am. I'm I'm not a small dude. The car is super pretty. 
but it's been nothing but problems since I bought it. Like it, it really, it's like, it's got an oil thing going on. It's weird. It, it's, and, and, and that's me. So I did spend yesterday like running around doing bullshit with the car. It's super pretty. I'll send you a picture of it. We'll post it. on yeah. The car's beautiful. I love it. I love what it looks like, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the, it's the sports gods telling me, bro, get your RAV4 back. Don't try to, don't, don't, don't try this. Just, just don't yeah. try it anymore. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Like I said, it looks super cool. Um, yeah. so it even looks great parked in front of the house, but I think I'm going <laughs> to, uh, get it fixed and sell it. And then, uh, I'll just go buy, buy another RAV4 because, uh, yeah. it seems to suit me. So, uh, so yeah, no, no football this week, all in all, but uh, uh, we're prepping for next week, uh, and we'll see what happens. We've got a – think I told you we got uh, – uh, isn't this a funny, like, sort of story that I'll tell you? And you can sort of – and I'll try to make it quick because we do have a lot to NFL cover. But, you know, two years ago, we won the Super Bowl. You remember you were part of that run with me, right? Like, we were yeah. – you know, I was I was pounding out like telling you every move that was happening with this team and winning the Rhode Island State football championship. Exciting times. Uh, prolific running back, very very good uh, running back who's now a senior this year, but was a sophomore when they won it. Uh, great, um, you know, great, great athlete. Scores four four or five touchdowns, sometimes six touchdowns a game. Well, they win the Super Bowl two years ago. Last year, <laughs> the, that running back gets hurt. Right in in mm-hmm. probably the most pivotal game of the year against like the uh, the other undefeated opponent, uh, and it, it looked like you know he was it was an ACL and he was going out for the year, you know really troubling stuff. Well, apparently the coach of that team who was now beloved right first Super Bowl in Smithfield Rhode Island history, uh, so they the school is having and this is what I heard okay this is what I heard and I don't know if this is. True or not, I probably shouldn't even be talking about it, but I'm going to anyway. So this is what I heard. The coach – so the school goes into lockdown. Now, you know, since the school shootings and all, like, how serious the security is in the schools, it's all – and it should be, and it's great. And, you know, when something happens, when any little thing happens, they shut everything down. They go in DEFCON 4. And so apparently one of these these incidents – now, this is post-knee injury. Right, and I want I want you to keep that in mind because I do think that it's relevant. Okay, okay. Um, so the kid, kid's got a, a bandit thing around his knee. He's walking around. He didn't have surgery; it healed by itself and physical therapy. And I think that the coach truly wanted the kid to come back and try to pass the knee. He's young. I mean, you know, this is a 16 year old kid. He should be able to. I think in the coach's brain, he thought, you know, maybe by the playoffs we can get this kid back because it was only like the second game of the season or third game of the season that this happened. So. Anyway, so, so something happens, whether they called in a bomb threat, some bullshit happens, and the school goes into lockdown. Now, the kids are in lockdown. Now, I don't know, because I wasn't there, the severity and the tenseness of this. And I have no idea, right? I don't know. I don't know if the kids are on high alert or if it's treated like a fire drill. My impression of these kids is that they know that there's probably really no real threat, right? I mean, but, but maybe not. I mean, you know, you don't know what, what's on the news, and people are crazy these days, whatever. Maybe the kids are nervous. I don't know. But apparently the football coach, you know how classrooms are, how they all link together, right? You remember yep. that from high school where you, yep. you can walk through from one next, right? So the football coach sneaks in the back door of one of those rooms during this lockdown, right? Sneaks up. 
and grabs the star running back, sort of, you know how, like, I would grab you from behind if you didn't know I was coming, sort of that, like, one underneath your chin, you know what I mean, like a headlock yeah. almost kind of move, um, not physically hard, but enough to startle somebody, right, that's why you yeah. do that move, that little headlock thing, the, <laughs> you know, whatever, the half Nelson thing, right, so he does this to the kid, now, again, I don't know if the kid freaks out, starts screaming. I don't know what the what the truth of it all is. Um, but he does this to the kid. Ultimately, what ensues is like a six-month battle with, the, with the, the school, the school committee, the police, the this, the that. So the, his assistant coaches stand behind him that it was whatever, a joke, and it wasn't meant to be harmful or whatever. Um, you know, the kid and the parents can test something different. And so ultimately they fire the head coach and then the assistant coaches abandon the head coach and say, well, we want to keep coaching the team. You're on your own. They go in front of the school committee and because they stood behind the coach in the first place, the school committee dismisses all of them. So here we had two years ago, a team that won the Super Bowl with a beloved coaching staff who are like their firemen in the town. Uh, and they're all gone. And this year, I probably shouldn't be talking about this. My phone has been blowing up since I started talking about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, I don't care. I'm going to finish it at this point. Um, okay. The, yeah. So <laughs> ultimately, <laughs> um, ultimately what happens is the, all these coaches are gone and now they bring in uh, a former NFL player. His name is, um, what is his name? Cy Butler is his name. Played at URI. Did you know? Yeah. He, he had some stints in the NFL, uh, and they bring him in. They bring in some like a a, a um. They bring in like a side. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, coach that was coaching girls softball. They ask yeah. him to help out, and then they bring in like a line coach. So there's literally only three coaches. Literally only three coaches. So, you kidding me? Uh, no, three coaches, and they they're even looking for paid coaches right now because they don't have them. So, you know, they asked me because I coached all the kids in in Pee Wee and all that to be made like the the JV coach or the assistant JV coach, uh, which you know I again I'm working for a brand new tech startup. It's crazy, but um, and, and so I don't know that I have the time to do all of that, but. In any event, uh, that's the story behind where the football team is at. I know we just took up like six minutes uh, for that, but I, I did want to, I did want to share that with you because I thought, right, that's kind of an interesting story. Yeah, the, I mean, the whole thing seems bizarre from the beginning. I mean, I mean, except for like the, you know, the leg injury, which is unfortunate, but yeah, I mean. Dude, that's crazy. I, I can't believe they're going in the season with that few of coaches, though. I mean, usually you can find a couple, a couple guys to just even volunteer once in a while. You know, like right. I know, I know. So, and and I think like it's a little bit of that whole. Um, you know, it's hard because he's new. He doesn't. He's not from the town. Yeah. To assess the entire. You know, it's not. Uh, and I think having a guy like me around that knows all the kids and, you know, I've been filming the games and breaking down tape with them and stuff. And that's been, uh, that's been fun and good. And I guess we'll continue on, but you know, this, this town is full of, um, you know, like sort of the white collar and sort of blue collar mix, but, but, but all very hard workers in this town, whether they're yeah. blue collar or whether they're going to the financial district, it seems like everybody's very committed toward the work they do. So everybody's at a crunch for time 
already, right? Like uh, myself mm-hmm. included, where I'm not running out of the office until 5:30, trying to run to the game to get there on time and all that. So yeah. um, it, it, it happens, right? Yeah. So, you know, since you a little off topic, but since you mentioned films, one of my favorite things I love doing is now with all the the cable headsets, you know, you can rewind and fast forward and pause and slow motion, you know, the the TV. I absolutely love and pretending I'm in the film room. I When I played college football, I fucking hated film, right? I fucking hated yeah. it. I don't want to watch film. But now I'm rewinding the tape. I'm pausing. I'm seeing what, what type of block and scheme these guys get on the touchdown. I'm seeing what happened defensively. What type of defense they're running? If was cover one, what type of route they got? Who got beat? Honestly, I I, I I fucking love it, man. I like I I nerd out so bad when it comes to watching football. I I just oh, I'm so excited it's back, man. I'm 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 gonna record the Eagles game so I can go back. You know, I'm I'm thinking about getting the All 22 software film that I think it's like 60 bucks where you can actually watch the end zone view of the film where you see all 22 guys. So I know, I know I went on a little tangent there, but I love football back. I love watching everything football. I love the I whole game. I love the chess I game, do. man. It really is. And um, I love watching coverages break down. I mean, I'm a defensive guy by, by nature and by coaching. Um, and to, you know, I when you fully understand the way that a defense operates and functions and the type of defense and, uh, that that you know whether it's uh, whether you're in cover two or cover three or whether you're in uh, you know a Tampa one or a tap two, I love breaking down those film coverages with the kids because they can see right like look where they're in trips why did we and you know to watch the kids develop and understand at a high school level be like wow and and then watch them implement it on the field it's amazing so yeah uh, it it really is fun and and. Uh, and it's why, right? Like it's why that the NFL and football, why um, it, it is truly America's pastime. So, all right, why don't we? Um, why don't you pull up the games, uh, Fef, and let's let's go through one by one, and, and let's sort of talk through these. Maybe okay. um, you, you know, dedicate a minute or a minute and a half to each game. We'll make our picks. You're gonna um, you're gonna keep that, right? You're gonna. Um, yeah. You're gonna keep uh, keep track of that. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely gonna. Uh, I'm definitely gonna keep. I I think that the idea with the uh, Nor'easter Sportscast Radio here is that all these dickheads say all this stupid shit, but nobody holds them accountable. Nor does do they ever like go back on a week and kind of revisit what they said. So I think what we're trying to here to do is create a little, um, you know, around the. Uh, around the horn, just, you know, kind of game show where everything, all points, you know, we, we put out points for all activities and everything people say. So I think we're going to keep track of these lines and whatnot. And uh, at the at the end of the, each week, we'll see who is right, who is wrong. We'll revisit the discussion to see if we were way off or we kind of hit it on the head. And honestly, I think it would be fun and I think uh, – show us that we actually know what the hell we're talking about. So Yeah, and that's that's a good point. And and you know who I miss? I miss Jay Rue in times like this because Ruliard is he and for the listening audience, I know you probably hate when we do this, talk about people we know that you don't, but Jay Rue will like he assesses your take, right? And he processes it in his brain and then spits it out and tells you like 
that's fucking stupid or that's really, you know, that's smart and I agree with you, or he is very quick to the hot take. That is a fiery red hot take, and he will let everybody know what you just said. <laughs> and so I feel like just even for this segment, I wish that he was here for. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll get him in ne- next week for this because gotcha. he's fantastic at, at, at times like this. But um, so, but, but that's, but, and the reason why I even say that is because I think that, uh, you know, hot takes come out of sessions like this, right? Where you say, uh, something bananas and then uh, I love that we'll be held accountable for it like we can't just say whatever you want and then it move on to it to the next week so yeah uh, I'm, I'm, I've been excited for this all week I'm actually prepared for it and I'm ready to okay go, so all right so, so should we start so with probably you? probably the most least the least interesting game of the one o'clock area we got the Jets are plus eight and a half um, I believe it's at Buffalo. This the site, the sports light. I don't know if it tells me who's home and who's away here. But yeah, we got we got Jets Buffalo. What, what do you got? Jets are eight and a half point favorite, <sighs> or I mean eight and a half point. Underdog. Eight and a half point dog. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So he, here's what I think, and uh, I think that the Jets are a pretty bad team. Oh, you know, probably the worst team in the league. But I, I think that it, when I look at traditionally bad teams, right. There are shining, there are legit shining stars on bad teams, and I think about like how bad some of those Kansas City teams were with Priest Holmes, or and even Seattle was so bad when they had Sean Alexander, they were not competitive. Uh, yeah. I think right now one of the 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 most underrated players in the league or runners in the league is Bilal Powell. Um, I think that he went really deep in a lot of the, you know, like, you know, seventh, sixth, seventh, eighth round in some of those fantasy drafts. I think that he's a serious threat. Uh, I think that uh, he's a true, true offensive weapon, and I think he'll be showcased. I think, uh, I think they cover. I think the Jets, I think it's a, a uh, I think Shady has a good day. Uh, but I, but I, and I think that he has actually a resurging year if he stays healthy. Um, those are two running backs that I I love both of those guys, uh, McCoy yeah. and Powell. So uh, I go uh, the Jets cover but lose. I say they yeah. lose by you know probably four. I say it's like a twenty four twenty type uh, affair. So I'm going yeah definitely going the, yeah. the Jets to cover. Yeah, I, I, the that game is just like a shitty AFC East game written all over it. I can see multiple turnovers from both sides. I don't really think anybody. I mean, we're Bills giving out eight and a half points. I mean, you have to have a lot of confidence in the Bills, right? Like it, it's still the Bills. I mean, it's still Tyrod Taylor just came back from practice, like a, a like a couple of days ago from that concussion bullshit, and like I Josh McCown. He's not the worst. Like he's serviceable. Like he he'll be fine. So I, I I'm kind of with you on that. I'll take Jets in the eight and a half points and and don't have a lot of confidence in that game. But uh, it's not, so not quite the shittiest first game. Like we, yeah. we do that. But uh, yeah. but watch Paul today. I mean I. I That'll be my takeaway from that game. Watch him with, you know, probably over 100 on the ground uh, or total, over 100 total. Catches a few out mm-hmm. of the backfield. I, I give him, like, 105 and a touch today. So, you know, what was yeah. about 11, between 11 and 15 fantasy points today for him. Yep. The next game we're going to go into is Atlanta is minus 6.5 at Chicago. Another one of these games that is just like, eh, you know, no thing. I'm not really that interested in. But um, who you got? Who you got there? 
Boy, I mean, unless Chicago knows something that I don't, why on earth would they cut Victor Cruz? I mean, even from a, a leadership perspective. So does that tell me that their receiver core is maybe way better than we thought? Uh, that's what I have to think, right? I mean, I didn't see very yeah. much from, from camp from them, but uh, that, that was a questionable cut by, uh, by me. And, and I think the Patriots ultimately, if Amendola's injury stretches out, maybe they take a look at, at Victor Cruz uh, in the short term. That's a guy that could probably help them if he's healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I think that um, you know when you talk about the four or five worst teams in the league, I think the Bears have to be in that discussion. I do think it's early. I think that there are no surprises in that game. I think the you know the the Coleman um, uh, Freeman uh, combo is crazy. I think uh, that Julio has 150 yards and a touch. I think that's a mm-hmm. blowout game. I take uh, I take the the over in that game, and I take uh, um, uh, I take Atlanta to destroy Chicago. Yeah, it's a it's a very interesting line, though, isn't it? Like you it is. almost it is. think it it, you think that Atlanta would actually have to be given up some more points. So the line itself kind of scares me. Like it, it, it has a Vegas line written all over it where it might be like a three to six point game, you know? So uh, I, I do think Atlanta rolls, but I want to be on the record saying that that is a very peculiar lo- line. And I, I have a feeling ATR or the Las Vegas knows something that we don't. So I think that's, I think you're right. It, it is definitely an interesting line, uh, but I, I think that Atlanta is who we think they are. And until mm-hmm. uh, we until we let them off the hook, uh, yeah. you know, that's still the <laughs> NFC champion. Yeah, yeah. So moving on here uh, to the AFC South matchup, we got the Jackson uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are are plus five and a half at the Houston Texans. Well, you know, I think that region this year is going to be. I think that Florida, Texas, Carolinas. Uh, that whole area is going to be really in Tennessee, that South NFC South AFC South is going to be really an interesting. And I think you're going to hear me talk about that a lot. I think that I'm not alone in thinking that, you know, this is the year of, of young and bright quarterbacks. I think that mm-hmm. you see that Winston uh, makes his stand this year and, and reduces his picks. I think that you see that Mariota uh, comes into his own. He's not partying with the, the, the rest of the guys. He's a more focused quarterback with a more talented team. So I think that that, that region, interestingly, is, uh, is going to be a fun year to watch. I think you're going to see some real stars emerge. Uh, but that game of all of them, Listen, here's the thing. Houston has an amazing defense, and I think we all know that. Uh, but, boy, do they have quarterback woes. They don't have a quarterback. When Tony Romo decides to retire rather than play for your team, you know you're in trouble. Um, yeah. And I think they're in trouble. Uh, I think until they uh, – and, they, and they're in a weird draft spot that they're not going to get some of these top-talent top quarterbacks. They're going to either have to sign one or maybe develop one. I don't know. But it's, it, it's not a mess that I want to get involved in. Yeah, uh, and watch Jackson. Watch Jacksonville's uh, defense this year too. Uh, they were the sweetheart last year. We know that going mm-hmm. into the season. I don't think anybody has any confidence. So it's really, I think it's going to be a low-scoring defensive battle. But I think Houston um, probably has just enough with the runners uh, and, and some, you know, some pretty good guys that can stretch the field. Uh, I'll take Houston. Uh, okay. Given the five and a half, and um, 
Uh, I think it's a weird game, but I think uh, I want to go on the record to say I wouldn't be surprised. I would take the under no matter what it is. And I think mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, that maybe they score less than 30 points for that whole entire game. Yeah. I mean, right now the, the, the over-under started at 42. It is down to 39. So I think a lot yeah. of the Sharks are kind of on the same mindset. Yeah. And just because I think it's going to be a low-scoring game and just because I, I question both quarterbacks, I'll probably take the five and a half points here with Jacksonville. Like I, I, I'm, I don't have a lot of faith in Jacksonville at all with this, with this line. Uh, but in, in these games, weird shit does happen. And it's not like I have a lot of confidence in Savage to really kind of blow this thing open. I see it being like a, a 17, 13, 17, 14 snooze fest. So I'll probably take Jackson on the points here just because I yeah, don't want to it have is, that's, it, I don't want to spend too much time on this game, but I feel like you're right. And maybe here's what the, the Houston has in their corner is playoff experience. When you come off a, uh, you know, a game that they could have won in, uh, in New England, uh, they mm-hmm. had the driver's seat to win that, win that game. Uh, they blew that game, uh, and, and the Patriots played well in the second half. So I would give them the checkpoint in the fact that they have playoff experience. But I'll give that, that Blake Bortles is the better quarterback. So I think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would never, I wouldn't watch that game. And I think you're safe either way. Um, if I was betting, I would take, I would not pick a winner of this game and I would just take the under. I bet heavy on the under. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm not completely locked in on picking Houston, uh, but I think playoff experience beats out uh, Blake Bortles as a quarterback. So that's, that's why I make that pick. I say it doesn't really matter who wins the game. Take the under. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Now this game, I'm, I'm actually fairly intrigued with because I think there's a lot of question marks, but it, it could be a lot of fun. We have Arizona minus two at Detroit to to open up. So you got, uh, you know, for me, the question is, is what, I mean, what does Palmer have left? What Palmer are we going to be seeing? I mean, I feel like Fitzgerald is like a kind of in that Tom Brady league that like people have stopped questioning his age because he just goes out there and performs. But, like, the Arizona defense, I think, is still a good defense. I think this is one of the teams that rebound uh, from last year. You know, the, the Cardinals lost that fucking to Garoppolo week one. And I think it's put their whole team in a funk um, last year. So, I, I think the Cardinals rebound. I, I, I'm, probably, I'm probably taking them uh, minus the two. Arizona a minus the two just because there's I think there's a lot of – uh, question marks on Detroit's end, but what do you think about that? I think that's an interesting game too. I mean, I, I agree with you. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I think that contract has been a story, right? I mean, I, I think, mm-hmm. uh, I think that, uh, you know, is he that good? Is he good, you know, that good to, to be the, the highest paid player in, in or highest paid quarterback in the, in the league? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think, I think I like their running backs. I think I like what they're doing. Again, another fringe playoff team, another wild card. They're, you know, they, they could, depending on, I mean, that's a good division too. Now I think uh, Minnesota is better than they were, although I would never tell Dylan that. Uh, <laughs> I, and I think, I think Green Bay certainly got better. Um, they, they have some secondary issues and some things they need to work on. But that's going to be an interesting division to watch this year. 
Yeah. Um, and I, I think you're right. I mean, Arizona is just aging, and they're aging like some things don't get better with age, man. And I think football players are, are certainly one of those. Uh, I don't love Arizona, but how do you question about David Johnson? I mean, that's that's yeah. probably the best player on the on on the in the NFL right now. Uh, yeah. A double threat that can catch out of the backfield, that can run. Uh, amazing player. So uh, he's the difference maker for me in that game. I'm going Arizona with the two, but um, but watch. I mean, uh, watch some of those receivers. Golden Tate has underperformed, I think, since he's been there. He's had some some shining games. Uh, I don't love Theo Riddick and whoever else they Abdullah. Uh, it, 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 I don't love them, but that they, they've done some damage. So I think that could be a scoring affair. But yeah. uh, I'm taking Arizona in the two because of David Johnson. Okay, sounds good. Uh, let's go to. I, I'm gonna probably. Do you, you want to do Philly Redskins or or do you want to wait till you want to yeah, wait till then for those two games? Yeah, we'll wait. Okay. For those games. Okay, sounds good. So then let, let's jump to. Uh, Oakland is at Tennessee. Uh, the line is tennis. So Oakland opened up minus one. The line has now moved to Tennessee is minus two and a half. So you got Oakland at Tennessee. Tennessee is minus two and a half. Is that the best game on the, on the docket today? Maybe I think it might be. I, I do both, both from what I've heard and talking to people, uh, I think everybody's really high on these two teams. Um, I, I think everybody's expecting Mariota to kind of, you know, to kind of have that year where he's coming out party a little bit. Um, I think everybody's looking to Carr to see if he can recover from that injury and kind of get to the level that he was out. Um, I think these are two promising young teams in the AFC. So I, I, I would be on the line that outside – I mean, outside of our two teams, I, I think this game and the Seattle Green Bay game are the games to watch this weekend. But yeah, for sure, and maybe even you know, as, as you said, I mean, maybe if it's just to see if the hype is real, this game is good. Um, you know, I, I've had strong feelings. I feel like that the the Raiders may be the only team that can dethrone uh, the Patriots in the AFC. Yeah. Uh, but that they have some defensive issues. The other thing that we don't know about the Oakland Raiders is what kind of team are they with Marshawn Lynch? I mean, I he's a mm-hmm. weird guy, dude. But he and he's kind of like uh, you know, for lack of a of the uh, the pun, he is a linchpin, right? Like he he could he, you could pull him and he could explode, and yeah. it would be really great. You can pull him and it could blow up in your face. So I, I don't know. I think we're gonna see. I'm not sure that he's going to have a huge impact right up front, but I think that that that, that offense goes by the way of uh, of him. And mm-hmm. you know, will he be featured? Will he see 30 touches a game? I don't know, but I think that is going to decide what that offense can do this year. Is um, mm-hmm. you know, does he listen to Carr? Is Carr able to lead him? Uh, does he perform? All that stuff. So uh, I, I think just because of the unknowns, <laughs> that game's in Tennessee. Yeah, in Tennessee. Yeah, so I mean, I I think that's the only reason why I'm gonna go Tennessee. I love uh, what they're doing. I love uh, I, I love their offense. Defensively, they're pretty good. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna go with the the Rio Kagawa Tennessee Titans. Um, <laughs> just be, you know, because again, I I think uh, I think that the home field. I would have picked whoever was home in this game. 
yeah. two points isn't enough to from, to shake me the other way. So um, yeah. I'll take uh, I'll take uh, Tennessee. What do you? Yeah. Think? Well, I, I'm probably just going to take Oakland, just almost to argue with you, or just to have some variety in our picks. Look, it. I, I can shake it out. Is that I, I as a whole, I really like Oakland's defense. I think there's less question marks with Oakland in a game this tight. I'm going to take any points really. So the two and a half, I'll, I'll just put it in my pocket and and knowing that this game, I mean, the the in Vegas minus three for the home team is kind of standard. Like like usually on a neutral field, if two teams would play and it would be even. If you move it to like a home site, it's going to be minus three. That's kind of so the fact that it's plus two and a half for Tennessee kind of makes me think that Vegas is leaning towards Oakland in this game. So I'll take my points and I'll move on. So I like uh, it. What's next? Yeah. Uh, What's next? We're going to, oh, we got two, we got two AFC North matchups here. So we got Baltimore, Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati. This line has moved around a little bit. So Cincinnati um, is minus three and a half. Pittsburgh is minus nine and a half. Um, so so Ravens are at the Bengals. Bengals minus three and a half. Steelers are at the Browns. Steelers are or the Browns are plus nine and a half. Uh, honestly, I don't think I could care less about these two games. I mean, I. I I have Le'Veon Bell, so I hope he does well. Uh, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's the only thing I'm really interested in this game is just Bell. Hopefully Bell goes uh, you well. Know, to, I, I, and I look at, because again, and I, I noted at the beginning of the show, I will root as hard against the Patriots as I do for the Giants, or almost, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that, how many times have I told you this, right? In the world, in my world, there's four games that happen, uh, or five games that happen. The first game that happens is on a Friday night, right? It's a Smithfield High School varsity yep. football team, which Kyle Jr. plays on. Uh, maybe Nicholas will get some touches this year. That's A number one. That team winning, if I had to, like, barter, make a deal with the devil, that team winning is A number one first. Number two is the Giants winning for me mm-hmm. um, or, or the JV team winning. I mean, that, that really falls under the, the first category, right? So because JV then plays on Monday. Those teams, those teams winning is what's most important to me. Second is the Giants. Third is my fantasy team. And fourth is the Patriots losing. So if, I, if one of those four things happens on any given weekend, I'm pretty happy. When all four of them don't happen, it's really bad Monday. But when all four of them do happen, boy, is it a great – and this week we've started the right way. So, um, you know, we start that on Thursday. With that, and I know that was sort of a long description, I'm looking for – I'm looking for teams that can disrupt the Patriots, and I'm constantly looking for, for that out of the AFC. And I say, how many oh – man, how many times can we get excited about the Cincinnati Bengals? How many times can we say this is the year that they have it? How many times – I mean, God, man, it's been 10 years in a row that, that we say we've got a, a solid – Andy Dalton is a very – Eli Manning-esque quarterback, right? He can have a great day where he can – you know, he has seasons where he puts up 3,500, 4,000 yards. He's got good wide receivers. He's got great runners this year. He's got uh, all of these tools, but they, they always find a way to screw it up. So is this the year that they actually make it to the playoffs and make a deep run? Uh, I'm always looking for that out of the AFC. And 
I think it, this might be a different year. Now, I've been down on them the last couple of years. I think Cincinnati can get it done this year. Um, mm-hmm. I hate the coaches. I hate the team. I think they win that game. I think, uh, I think I'm going to be and, – and granted, I have the – I've fallen prey to the hard knocks curse of watching <laughs> that team uh, last season and, or two seasons ago, whatever it was, uh, that I, you know, I even feel for Vontaze. Right. Like I, yeah. I look at him and I go, ah, he's just misunderstood. So maybe they're sort of my, maybe they're sort of my flirty AFC team this year. Like that. I, I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah. What's up? You know what I mean? Like kind of, uh, I'm married to the giants and I love them more than anything on the planet, but you know, you're, you're looking okay over there and like, give me a little wink. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, I would never cheat on the giants, but I'm, I'm giving them a little wink and a nod. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, and having Green, uh, you know, drafting A.J. Green in the second round this year, um, you know, in the draft that you and I were in, yeah. uh, I think that gave me a little bit more extra incentive to do so. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I don't think it's an overly exciting game, but I think that that could be a decent team to watch this year. Tell me what you think. Yeah. So, I think this is the first year. I mean, I was – I'm actually – I'm buying stock into Andy Dalton this year. This is the first year that entering the season, he has a, a healthy Tyler Eifert. He has a healthy AJ Green. I think he has a running back. He has running back support with, with Mixon, Hill and, and Gio Bernard. Um, I, I think, I think it's going to be a good team. Like I, I really do. I, I'm really, I think, I think Pittsburgh's going to come out of the AFC North. Uh, I think they're going to win that division, but I, I think Cincinnati is a wild card team and they could be, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I guess, I mean, for prediction sakes, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Cincinnati is one of those teams that get hot late in the year. They kind of get into the playoffs and they, you know, make some noise in, in the playoffs a little bit. Um, you know, I, I could see there being, you know, in the, the divisional game, uh, if the cards stuck right, you know, I, I do think they have they have enough to be an AFC conference finalist uh, and, and and take it from there. So I, I really like what's going on with Cincinnati's offense um, I, I, on and on the tail end. I don't know what's going on with Baltimore's offense. I mean, they, is Flacco playing today? I think Flacco is right. Yeah, Flacco looks like he's gonna go, but but who's he going with? I mean, uh, yeah. he's going with with uh, with Ted Ginn. He's going with Danny Woodhead out of the slot. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what they're doing. Well, I think you're right. I think it's a I think it's a confusing game. I, I do. Yeah. I think it's a confusing yeah. team. Like, what are you doing? Why are you yeah. doing that? It's not like I like yeah. Baltimore's receivers. I really do. I, I like because they they picked up Macklin this year. They have Mike Wallace. They have that. Um, that freshman, the 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 first round pick from uh, Central Florida last year, that he got injured last season, so this is like his rookie year. Oh, and another guy to look out, Kevin White for uh, Chicago. Same thing, rookie rookie wide receiver last year got hurt during preseason, didn't play at all during the season, so this is like the rookie year. I think both guys could could be. Could it be surprises? I don't. I don't think they're going to be like a thousand yard, eight TD guys. But I think, uh, I think you know the receivers, of Baltimore. I think can produce. The question is, 
how healthy Flacco is, how long is he going to stay in the game? Uh, because if they have to go with Ryan Mallett, you might as well just shoot yourself now, Baltimore fans. So, yeah, uh, you know, so I, I think, you know, I'm taking, I'll take Cincinnati minus three at home here because I'm buying really high on Cincinnati. And do we even need to discuss the Pittsburgh Cleveland game? I mean, just no, take I Pittsburgh with the plus nine and a half. This is going to be, this is probably going to be the biggest blowout this weekend, right? Well, you think, and then, but, but, but then there's the, the line and what, where some money will go. Listen, I think it's so ridiculous. I don't know. You weren't around here, and neither was I really, but my father lived in this area when the Patriots were really bad and when they drafted uh, Bledsoe. And it might have been like four or five years into the Bledsoe era where the Patriots had won four, in a ro- four preseason games in a row. And I remember thinking how ridiculous it was that the fans were actually talking about, uh, oh, well, they're actually 4-0 and going, you know how Patriots fans are. I mean, they, they, yeah. and, and even back then, they were like, what do you mean they're 4-0? and I'm like, that's ridiculous. But that's what Cleveland is holding on to. I mean, they won all their preseason games against – and so I think that there is some promise to, uh, to be a, a fan. But, yeah, I mean, the game's going to be a ridiculous blow. It's not even going to be fun to watch. From a money line standpoint – I think Vegas, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that game drops again to get some more action towards uh, the Steelers. So I think that game could go to like seven. I think it should be 15. <laughs> I do. So yeah. I, my money goes to the Steelers uh, all day long. Uh, yeah. I go Steelers and over. Um, you know, have, when, when have we seen a combo, a, a three combo punch like that in the NFL? When was the last time we saw something like that? Uh, with the, where you have the best running back or the second best running back and the best receiver or the second best receiver and a guy that just game plans and gets it done. I hate Ben Roethlisberger, but he gets it done and he wins championships. So uh, yeah. I say that's a, a 13 to 15 point game uh, yeah. advantage of Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I, I, to answer your question, I think you would have to go back to the Rams, Kurt Warner. That's Marshall right. Falk, right. Kurt Warner, you know, Marshall Falk, and uh, and they had yeah, they had Troy right. Holt and Isaac Bruce, like that, yep. the greatest show on turf. Like that was a pretty. Um, yeah, I agree. I yeah. Agree. So, oh, by the way, the little shit that my family cares about. My mom just texted me: the Eagles are on Fox today. Yes, all exclamation points. So, like when when you live at a market, like look, and I hate Directv. I I, I will really never get this Directv for the Sunday ticket. But, you know, just a little shit in life that, that, that wins the day. All right. So that wraps it up, except for the, the Eagles-Redskins games that I think we'll swing back around and touch upon. That, that wraps up the 1 o'clock games. Not a bad slate. I think there's some interesting games. Uh, and there are, there are three afternoon games, you know, that 4.05, 4.25 time slot. Uh, yeah. I think the big one here, the big one here is Seattle is at Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. They have this at Green Bay at minus three. Uh, what, what, what are we thinking, Kyle? I mean, everybody's, everybody's buying on Green Bay this year. Are you buying? Are, are, you, on, are you on the, the, the Packers the, the Packer bandwagon right uh, now? Bandwagon. Or? No, and I, and listen, I know you know as a Giants and Eagles fan, that's one of the teams that you just you see them, you see Seattle, you see Atlanta, um, you see Carolina. Those are teams like throughout the course of the year. If you're a fan of the NFC that uh, or an NFC team 
that it, you know they're hang up games, they're bullshit games uh, that you hate to see coming. And and I hate, I dislike the, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, not like John Taranova does. He hates uh, uh, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers with some kind of veracity and passion that I've never seen before. Probably because of the the Brady comparison thing. But uh, I, listen, I think that they're a decent team. I think Martellus Bennett makes a bigger difference than you think in Green Bay. And he always makes a bigger difference. And I don't understand why people don't uh, give that guy the respect he deserves. That's a yeah. premium elite tight end in this league. Uh, and I think that you've seen uh, what Aaron Rodgers does with good athletic big tight ends. So I think that he has a big, big, big year. But the Legion of Boom is back. I mean, there's no question about the Legion of Boom is back. And there's no, also no doubt that Seattle's uh, team is run by their defense. But that defense is as good as the team that we saw two years ago against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. So yeah. I, I think that they are for real. I think that you, I think that the and here's my here's my big bold statement here it is Uh-oh. that you hold me accountable Uh-oh. for yep here's my hot take the road to the to the NFC title the road to the Super Bowl goes through Seattle so yeah. I think uh, Seattle oh, that's Seattle that, that's wins hot. that game no it's not but 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 it's it's a bold statement in, in week yeah. one I mean I, yeah I, I, that's is, true okay all right, all right. Being, being, being being a Giants fan. Uh, going against a, a good Cowboys team, there's some good NFC teams this year. So, yeah. but the road goes through through Seattle. I think Seattle finds a way to shut down Rodgers' low-scoring affair. I think that, uh, and I also think that Green Bay's defense—they have some secondary issues. They have some other issues. I think they get exposed uh, on the defensive side of the ball. I think this begins the start of the woes for Green Bay. I say they lose three of their first five, and I think this is. Oh wow! Going. Wow, that. Honestly, that's probably a hotter take than the roads go through Seattle. That you think Green Bay lose is is starting the season two and three. Wow, I love it. I do. I love it. Yep, I do. Uh, uh, you know, I think both teams are going to be in that at the end at the end of the season. Um, I, I'm not I'm not selling as much as you on Green Bay. Uh, I, Aaron Rodgers has three healthy wide receivers. They have a, a running back that wears the number eighty eight, which. I actually kind of fucking hate, but it's it's intriguing. Um, you know, I, I'm probably going to just take, you know, I'm, I'm leaning towards you with the Seattle uh, plus three here, but it's home. And I'm trying to give a little variety here to the picks because we're kind of thinking the same, Kyle. It kind of scares me that me and you are on the same wavelength about a lot of these games. Uh, but, but I'm going to go Green Bay here. You know, I think I think, I, I think the Packers need to win this game more, if that makes sense. They, they, I, the year last year was kind of up and down. Like I was, I was actually at the Packers Eagles game that Monday night game. Do you remember that? Where, or it was the Sunday night game where Packers just lit. Like it was the start of that like six game tear he went through. Um, and I think I do now with that, yeah, yeah, I, I think yeah, it was it was close for just for like a quarter and then Aaron Rodgers just took over. And I'm so, I'm sorry. So some of those throws, uh, not a lot of people can make those throws. He was just putting the ball on a dime that whole game. It, it was actually, it was really impressive to watch live, but um, I, I'm believing in Aaron Rodgers here. I want to take green day uh, at home. This is a game they have to, I think they have to win. Um, and we'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. So uh, fair enough. Uh, the, the two other uh, afternoon four o'clock games is we got we got the Rams. Um, here we go. 
I got to see who's home here. I have to use like two apps to see who home. I hate this. Okay, so we got the Colts are at the Rams. The line here are the Rams are minus four. The Rams are minus four at home. And the other one is we got uh, the Carolina Panthers and uh, the San Francisco 49ers. The Panthers are at the Niners as well. So both, uh, both California teams here are hosting. The line for the California-San Francisco game is uh, Carolina is five-point favorites. So Indianapolis, L.A. Rams, I, I, I might take back my, my comment and say this is the least interesting game of the weekend. I, I honestly, I'm more intrigued with the Buffalo Jets game than I am with this freaking Indianapolis and uh, the Indianapolis Colts and LA Rams game. But I'll probably take the Rams here minus four just because they're home. I, and believe it or not, I, I like their quarterback better. I mean, who take golf or Scott Poldine? I mean, talk about yeah, two huge names here, man. I know, like, I know. Am I going on a tangent without going? Like, there's only thir- there's 32 quarterback jobs in this whole world. There's only 32. We're not talking about, like, a 1,000 jobs. There's only 32 jobs for a quarterback in the <laughs> NFL. How are these two guys starting? How, how can we not find 32 guys to play the quarterback position at a professional level? I don't. I get it, man. Oh. I don't get I it. I just, I feel like, I feel like T.O. would be a better, honest to God, I feel like if you rolled Terrell Owens out right now, right, you woke him up or, like, you know, whatever, uh, you, you kicked his publicist out of his bed and went to Drew Rosen house and had him do push-ups in the driveway, I really, truly feel like he would be a better quarterback than either of these guys. I do, like today. Uh, I'm not yeah. kidding. I really uh, feel that way. And so that's... you're right. How, do you, how did we How did we get here? How did we – and look, look at what's happened. There's other teams too. Look at Denver. Look at Chicago. Look at Miami. Look at and, – and you say, I can't, how is this happening? Now, now maybe the, the brightest spot of all might be Cleveland's uh, new quarterback, right, of, of all the bad teams. And yeah. I want I want Cleveland to be better, and and I think that we just assume that all of those teams that you're talking about, San Francisco and uh, and L.A. and Cleveland and 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 uh, the Bears are all going to be really bad. Look at Denver's quarterback situation; it's horrible. Um, yeah. you know, they got probably they signed Brock Osweiler to seven hundred and fifty thousand. So um, <laughs> uh, I mean that's insane. Uh, we could talk about that insanity too at some point, but uh, yeah. <laughs> how 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 you how in a year's time uh, uh, Elway looks like a a brainiac for uh, not signing that contract uh, for for Osweiler and still getting him back a year later at under a million dollars. So, um, (laughs) but, but anyway, uh, I've actually seen something that, that uh, Brock Iowa Osweiler's career backwards makes more sense than it does actually way. Like by the round, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, like, and then signs for the Texans and, you know, gets cut from them and then helps the Broncos win the Super Bowl. And then like his, his career doesn't make any fucking sense, man. That is fucking, no, it really that's doesn't. a career. All right. I'm sorry for interrupting. It really is. No, you're right. It, and that's really funny. And that's a great point. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I hate uh, I hate what's happening in L.A. I hate that they use the Coliseum for anything. I think that, you know, that, that building, it's like going to McCoy Stadium in Pawtucket. I don't know if you've ever been to the Coliseum, but it's, it's a shit show. Uh, yeah. It's not set up for anything. And I think the fact that, you know, the fact that they move teams to L.A. where nobody really gives a shit about sports uh, yeah. doesn't make sense. I think a lot of things don't make sense. So I think uh, – but I think that, uh, that they don't uh, – I think the Rams don't have anything really exciting going except for Gurley, who's not even really exciting anymore. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I guess I, I go opposite of you, and I, I, and I don't know. I, I, I don't have passionate enough feelings about it, I guess. I think that – I think I wish that game didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'm, I'm with you on that. Seriously. Yeah. Really like, bad, I mean, man. just like Scott Tolstein, like, like, has any GM done a worse job in the last five years than, than any GM that's been with the Colts? I mean, you have Andrew Luck. And, like, people – it pains me because people are like, Andrew Luck isn't that good. He's not that good. Yo, Andrew Luck got a fucking bum team to the playoffs his rookie year. Like, he's Andrew a Luck player, is a good – yeah, he's a good player. He's just – he's been put around – the players they've been putting around him is me, you, and your son. It's just like it's, I, I, I love us, yeah. but like it's hard for <laughs> us. We're not win. NFL players. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for yeah. us to win yeah. NFL oh, games, sure. man. It's just like ah, uh, I, I I feel bad for Luck, and then that and him being injured and him being out is just a product of what they put around him. The guy has no he has no offensive line help. They have not put any type of running or sub, like substantial running game behind him. He has not had a defense that can actually keep him, like, you know, a defense to to where he doesn't have to chuck the ball up forty times a game. Everything about the Colts is, is is a fucking disaster. Can and you honestly, imagine him? Imagine him on the Texans. Imagine Luck on the Texans. Do you think the Texans oh, would lose a game if they had Andrew Luck? No, man. If Luck was on the Texans, the Texans are probably the number one contender against the Pats. Like, absolutely. I, I don't, absolutely I don't think that's a hot take at all. Yeah, I no, don't think that's not, even a hot no. take. I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, can you imagine fucking them rolling out Tom Savage, too? I, unbelievable. I have, dude, I, I got, like, DeAndre Hopkins in our draft. I actually in both of my drafts and, like, with, like, the 48th and 50th pick. I mean, people hate the Savage kid. Like DeAndre Hopkins, if he's like if he has a decent quarterback, he's a top ten talent, or he he's, he's going to be top ten in fantasy football. But because you have me throwing him the football, you know, yep, everybody's, pretty much everybody's selling on him. So, um, yep. any thoughts on Carolina at San Francisco? Carolina plus five. Yes, yes. It goes back to my uh, my feeling of the southeast region of this country in football in yeah. this year. I think that. I think this is the resurgence, right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it again. I'm going to say that you're going to see from, uh, from Carolina down to Florida, you're gonna, that's where all the, the, the good shit is happening this year. So I think that Carol, it starts with Carolina. I think that, uh, that, that Cam has his rebound season. I think mm-hmm. that he's going to be a top five uh, NFL quarterback again this year. I think he has yep. probably 500 rushing yards or, or 600 rushing yards this year, but throws for another 
3,000 to 35. I think he throws 25 to 30 touchdowns this year. I think it's going to be a good year for him. Uh, yep. I also think that, again, Jameis Winston, I think that you see Mariota. I think that you see Ryan have another great year. Southeast football is where it's at. Uh, I love Carolina in that game. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that – I think San Francisco's done some things. Uh, I don't know that I can entirely believe in Kyle Shanahan yet, but I yeah. think, uh, you'll, you know, that, that uh, we'll see some different schemes out of them. Uh, again, mm-hmm. not 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 great in the quarterback department. They probably would have pointed. Alex Smith looked great the other night, man. Uh, speaking of San Francisco, I, I, how great did he look? Yeah, I mean, he. Yeah. he my, my son was like, Jesus, why don't I pick him up? I'm like, because this is never going to happen two games in a row. So don't waste, <laughs> yeah. don't waste your, don't waste your time, bud. He's just learning. Yeah. You know, you can't. He's, he's only 14, 15. So um, anyway, <laughs> so, uh, a roundabout way to get there. But I'm high on Carolina this year. I think that they've done enough. Now, here's a question that I kick back to you. I think that I think Carolina handily wins that game out there. But is you know, did how big of a mistake did I make going heavy wide receiver Odell Beckham, AJ Green, and I have to rely on Christian McCaffrey? Is he the answer out there? Is he good enough that that I, I've got him in a slot, uh, uh, taking up one of my running back slots? Yeah. I hope so. Um, but I think he's special, but uh, but I'm not sure. I, I'd love to hear your take on that. Yeah. You know, I I think Christian McCaffrey. I think the the Carolina running back situation is going to be a lot like uh, Reggie Bush's rookie year when there was like Reggie Bush, Deuce McAllister. Like I I I picked up both of them that year in that draft, and I kind of just rode both of them. I, I think with McCaffrey, I, I don't think he's like an RB one this year. I I and the reason why they say that, I think he's just. He he's he's unbelievably talented, and I could bite my tongue after week one, but I just don't know how consistent he's going to be when it comes to the production level on a week to week basis. Um, I, I think, especially at that that rookie position, you got 16 games, you, you get beat up at that position a lot more than any other type of position, especially for rookies kind of handling that. Um, I, I, do I think that Christian McCaffrey could have a Kareem Hunt type of day? Of course, I, I don't think that's out of the possibility for him. But um, I, I, I think Jonathan Stewart is still a serviceable back. I think Jonathan, Jonathan Stewart is going to take some some reps and some of the playing time away from McCaffrey because you don't need a you don't need to play McCaffrey all the time. Like you can play him in that slot spot. You can play him at that third down back. You can play him as like a, a change of pace guy. But um, I think Jonathan Stewart is going to gonna actually still get some playing time there in Carolina and for that reason I I think McCaffrey's gonna be a superstar one day, but it doesn't I don't think it's gonna happen week one, year one, if that makes sense. And it does. And I don't necessarily I mean, who knows? You never know. Uh yeah. it really I mean it, a lot I, of I benched dude, I'm a fucking idiot. I benched Hunt because I'm like, I no way do I want a rookie running back First game to come in here at, at, at Patriots land on, on Thursday night football. Like he's just, and he fumbled on the first play. I'm like, oh, I kind of was like, it kind of proved my my decision was right. And then the fucking kid goes off, and then I think I send the text. And then to he, yeah, then he proceeded to have the best game of a rookie ever. Yeah, so. <laughs> and I'm, I, and I, yeah, and I'm like, so like I look it. I, I like I. It was between like Larry, like in the league we're in, it was like. Point five PPR. I'm like, all right. Well, I can put Larry Fitzgerald in here instead of Hunt. You know, I, I'm probably getting reps. I just, I was so skeptical 
of having him a rookie running back in Patriot land on opening night that I talked myself out of it. And I, I, I don't think I'm going to watch. I, I'm fucking not going to look at the score all day today because I'm just so pissed off myself because I should win this thing by, by like 30. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. All right. So both go in Carolina uh, here though. Yeah, I think yeah. I think you have to. Um, mm-hmm. But but you know my caveat is watch Cam, watch McCaffrey, watch the Calvin Benjamin, watch the you know mm-hmm. watch what happens out there because um, again that's that that's a, a top heavy division right. You've got two yeah. teams at the very top of that division and two teams at the very bottom. So uh, yeah. I think um, you know I, but but I think they do they do get out there um, and uh, I think that they're going to be quality quality uh, team this year. I think uh, yeah. out for them. Sounds good. Uh, and, and yeah, so um, where are we now? So we have the we have the two Monday night games, and then we have Eagles and Giants games. So do you want right. to just touch so base on the? Do you want to go there Monday yeah, night, or you just want to keep it Sunday? Yeah, no, no, no. Go to Monday and see okay. what's there. What? Yeah. Yeah. So the so this is like the double header. ESPN always does like that double header bullshit for for the first week. So the seven o'clock game is Saints are at the Vikings. The Vikings are minus three. Um, yeah, I'm probably, I mean, for me, I'm probably taking Minnesota minus three here. They have a good defense. I think Sammy Longsleeves is not going to have a terrible year. Uh, I think now that he has a full off season and preseason, I mean, he's never going to be more than what we already know. I don't think Sammy Longsleeves is, is going to, going to eventually be this fucking amazing quarterback, but I think he's serviceable in that offense. Um, they got Delvin cook. I think they're going to be creative with dude. I'm really buying high on Stefan Diggs this year. So Me too. Me too. Yeah. I, I think he could have really a breakout year. Um, and, and with new Orleans, um, you know, with Willie Sneed being out, how's that offense look? I'm actually buying high on Ted Ginn jr. As well for the saints, but I think they have a little bit more question marks on the defensive side of the ball, like a typical saints team. So for that reason, I'm probably doing Vikings. I'll probably take the uh, Vikings minus three here, and um, you know, just hopefully it pans out. Yeah. So I think um, I think the way that it sits right now, I think uh, they may be the number two now, maybe number three or number four team in the NFC uh, as they sit. Uh, but it all rests on the shoulders of Bradford. Uh, I believe that. Uh, but I that game given three I'm actually going to call that my my lock of the week and I'm going to actually take them in suicide as well Uh, I love Minnesota in this I love Minnesota uh in that game and again I have I I have no faith none zero faith in um in Drew Brees you know I like uh that big their big stud receiver who's it Thomas or whatever he's you know got a lot of skill and ability so much that they, they, they got rid of uh, Brandon Cooks. Uh, like, he, you know, they threw him out like dishwater, traded him yeah. for a pick, um, <laughs> yeah. so, which is fine. But I, I, think that's the, I think that's the worst defense in the NFL. I truly believe that the Saints' defense is just horrific. So yeah. I, I think, yep, that's my lock of the week, uh, Minnesota wow. giving three. It's also going to be my suicide pick for the week, uh, take Minnesota over the Saints. Wow. Yeah, I, I mean – you're much more confident in that game than I am. I, I mean, I'm still taking Minnesota here, but yeah, good for you. I mean, I'm going to put that. I, I, 
I got to start thinking. You know, honestly, we'll get to it. I don't even think we talked about my my lock of the week yet. I, nope. I so okay. there's a preschool. You know, just uh, just stay on board for that. But we haven't even talked about my lock of the week, and it might not be the game that you're thinking of, Kyle. Well, I so, think I know what it is, but go ahead. Yeah. Okay. I'm All right. Friend. All right. And the last Monday night game here is we got the, the L.A. Chargers. So weird to say that at the Denver Broncos. Uh, Denver here is minus three. So, you know, a lot of these lines are, you know, just to recap, we got a line eight and a half, six and a half, five and a half, two, two and a half, three, nine and a half, three, three, four, five, three, three. I mean, they talk about parody in a league. I mean, I think parody is kind of overrated in the NFL because I don't really think it's as much as people talk about. It's the same five, six teams that are winning Super Bowls. But when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, day in day out operations, I, I, I think that's I think there's no better league than the NFL. But anyway, sure. a little divert yeah. there. Uh, Chargers plus three at Denver. What you got there, Kyle? Uh, I think that um, you know how I feel about divisional games, right? Like divisional games are a crapshoot. When the Patriots go to Miami and lose uh, to teams that are hard. I mean, it's just, you know, I've seen the Patriots lose to really, really bad uh, Dolphins teams. I've seen the Giants lose to really bad Washington teams uh, that they should have no business losing to uh, either at home or away. So, I, this is a game I would run screaming and kicking from uh, because, again, now uh, you look at Denver's quarterback situation. I don't, I don't like what's happening there. I don't love the running back situation, but you look at the best, maybe the best defense in the league uh, against uh, a seasoned team uh, with a, a, a good, you know, possibly Hall of Fame uh, starting quarterback. Um, so I, I, I just don't like what the offsets are. Usually like the offsets are somebody's hurt or, uh, it's mm-hmm. at home or it's a night game or they traveled a long way on a short week or the offsets are, you know, one team's quarterback sucks and the other team just moved into another shitty stadium. Like, I just don't like the offsets. <laughs> I don't like the game. Um, you know, like the, the reasons why each team could lose are stupid, uh, and it's not because the other team is so talented. So, I mean, I don't know. I would love to see the Chargers win that game. I kind of respect Phillip Rivers. Um, I don't like what Denver's doing, but they have an amazing defense. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm going to give the, the, the Chargers the three um, okay. because, again, you mentioned it earlier, right? Like, in a game like this, you take the points, right? I mean, just take yeah. them. I like uh, I like Melvin Gordon a, a little bit. I think he's gonna uh, do some damage. So, yeah. Uh, go, go, go. With that said, I think that's the way you go. Yeah, I, I'm probably going opposite here, um, Denver, because I, I do like I, I like Denver's defense better. I like, you know, I, I do think Denver Broncos have one of the best home field advantages. And I think it has more to do with the altitude and being there and practicing there than anything else. I, I, I don't, I, you know, I uh, don't think people uh, like, I think people underestimate how much that altitude does play a difference, especially if you're playing football at a high, high level, like these guys are. So I play to take Denver uh, minus the three. I'm actually a little high on Simeon. I, I think he could have a decent year. I don't think, I mean, I, I, I I know that that might be hot one of my hot takes. Yeah, that's, that's kind of a hot take. Yeah, yeah, yeah but but I'm not. 
I'm not um I'm not scared by Simeon at all. I think he's gonna be serviceable. So I'll probably take Denver minus three in this game. So fair enough. Yeah. All right. Now now the moment everybody's been waiting for, Kyle. Do you want to start with the Eagles Redskins or do you want to talk about the Giants Cowboys? Two huge NFC East matchups here to begin week one of NFL Sunday. Wow. You know, and it, it, I, I, I will start, I guess. I mean, it's fine. Uh, I hate that they, I hate that they play this game first. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it sets the tone. It's too important of a game to play in week one, in my opinion. And yep. uh, always difficult for the giants to start off on the road. It's just such a tall order and it's never yeah. at, at giants first. It's never at home first. It's always yeah. there. It's always week one. It's always a Sunday night at eight thirty game. Now, uh, a quick run through, right? Beckham may not play. Uh, he's a game time yep. decision. We know that, right? Uh, Which, he did uh, for fantasy purposes, I fucking hate that because it's yep. an eight thirty game. You're taking up your wide receiver one spot. He's a fifty yep. fifty shot of playing. Like I, I fucking hate it. You have to keep him in the lineup, right? Because yeah, because like, no, I, I didn't. I took him out. I took him out, and I put in Jamison Crowder from your game. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't. I can't have zero, and I yeah. grabbed him late. So I, yeah. you know, and and I just kind of feel like whatever at this point. So, um, but here, here, so here's what I'll say: is that the the Giants are. Uh, you know, maybe the best defensive team in the NFC are close, right? I think that uh, we know that. I think that we got a lot of returning starters. I think that Eli Manning is Eli Manning, and I think uh, there's a lot of factors in this game. I think uh, you've got to look at the fact that they play it every year. You've got to look at the fact that the Giants won two in a row uh, last year against the Cowboys, a good Cowboys team with a good defensive line, that the uh, offensive line, the biggest question mark for the New York Giants is that offensive line, right? And yeah. Paul Perkins, if Paul Perkins can stretch the field out for them and, and adds yards and they can actually run north-south and not Brandon, uh, whatever his name was, the asshole that we had uh, last year, <laughs> Jennings. Yeah. Um, he was, Rashad Jennings was just horrific the last three years. Ran side to side and didn't gain positive yards. Uh, you know, you got a, a healthy Shane Vereen, but it all depends on that left side of the line. Can Eric Flowers get it done? Can uh, that offensive line keep it together enough to keep that oh golly shuck stupid look off of Eli's face? I don't love the game. Uh, I think, although Dallas with their, they've had a lot of distractions. They've had, they didn't know if Zeke was going to play, although he practiced through and through. Uh, a lot of arrests, a lot of bullshit with Dallas. Um, I, what Dallas is giving a lot, right? It's like an insult to the line. It's like eight. Yeah. No, well, it, it opened up at six. It opened up at six. Okay. But from, it opened up at six <laughs> with the over under at 15 and a half. From there, it has fallen to Dallas is now minus four, and the over under is. Uh, 47 and a half. So I, I think the Sharks are leaning highly on the Giants a little bit. Okay. I mean, that's where I'm leaning. Okay. So. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I think, uh, yeah, I, um, you know, obviously a nerve wracking game. I think that uh, I don't love the game. I think that, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be excited to get out of there with a W but I'm yeah. not completely sold and locked in. I'm definitely – here's what I'll say. I'm more nervous than I'm not nervous, right? Like I'm more <laughs> yeah. concerned than I'm not concerned. Uh, yeah. So I think that – I think the Giants – I think it's like a 28-24 Giants victory. That's what I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, I just um, 
It feels like in the NFC, NFC East, there's one team that, that gives – like each team has like a team that they own and each team has like a team that owns them. Like for instance, like like I think the Redskins have won five straight against the Eagles. Like they kind of been owning us. I think um, like with the Eagles, Eagles at home against the Giants is pretty much a lock. All you know, pretty it has been a lock for like the last six years and whatnot. And then um, anyway, I, I just think the roundabout way. I just I think the Giants have the Cowboys number. They they've always figured out a way to get the job done against the Cowboys. Now. And honestly, now they've had eight eight months to prep against Dak Prescott, and let let's make no mistake about it, that makes a huge difference. The Giants are going to throw shit at Dak that he hasn't seen before. You can throw whatever you want at Eli; he's going to still have that dumb face and do whatever the hell he wants because he's seen it all before. But Dak, yeah. I, I I don't I he's going to struggle this year. I'm I'm selling on the Dak stock this year. I I think. I don't think there's any way that he, he's going to put up close to the numbers that he had last year. Uh, I'm taking the Giants in this game. I'm taking the veteran quarterback. I'm taking the better defense. Um, I'm not looking. I, I think there's a lot of question marks with the Giants, at least this game. Odell Beckham, yeah. of course, is going to be a big one. Dude, I'm not really sold on Paul Perkins. I, I Honestly, I think Shane Vereen is going to end up being a better back for you than Paul Perkins. But... Um, yeah, hope, but Paul Perkins might, you know, I think he's a big question mark. If he, honestly, if you have a running game, I think it's the difference between nine wins, 11 wins, or 11 wins, and, and like 12 wins. Like, I, 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 you need a run game this year, Kyle. And I, I, I don't know. know. I know. I, I just, I don't know if Paul Perkins is going to be that answer, but I, I, I'm not doubting that the Giants are going to find an answer for that. So, well, he's, no he's been good. Vereen got hurt very early last year on a, a very good team that won. You know, Giants won a lot of games last year. Let's, let's make yeah. no mistake. And, and so uh, Vereen catching balls out of the backfield, and if they use him the way that the Patriots did in a check down and stretch the field out, uh, again, what team can you say when Odell Beckham goes out that you have Sterling Shepard and Brandon Marshall on the other side of the football and this new, you know, Evan Ingram tight end that can do a lot. He can block, yeah. he can catch. He's the, the best tight end to come through since Shockey probably or Bennett uh, for four or five years ago. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, there's a lot of positives, a lot to be excited for. I've just been in the position in these, in these divisional games where early Eli makes a stupid pick and you, uh, you know, and, and has that fucking stupid face, and it gets frustrating, and you go, Jesus <laughs> Christ, it's over. Like, it's so, it, it's never easy. There's never yeah. an easy walk-away blow-up of the Giants and the Cowboys. So I'm preparing just to be really stressed out for the entire day, uh, and, 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 you know, the, the game will stress me out. I won't sit down. I'll probably break a remote control, but, um, <laughs> it, you know, it's... Uh, it, it's football. Well, I broke the TV yeah. last year. Remember that? I mean, yeah, yeah. So, um, I, so anyway, I thought you were trying um, to keep that a secret. Did your Did your wife find out? I know she that? found out. Yeah, she found oh, out. Okay. She found out. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that was like a six hundred dollar freaking mistake. That I, it was amazing that I actually was able to pull it off. So, um, anyway, so <laughs> I appreciate the uh, I appreciate your um, like. Uh, uh, support of the New York Giants. Um, we're going to have many battles this year. Yeah, we are. Um, so, so uh, and at least two that are going to probably get ugly. Uh, so anyway, uh, we can go. We can roll into your game. All right. Uh, I think we both have we 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 both have a similar disdain for um, 
uh, for the Washington Redskins. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be good enough. We probably have the best division in football, I would say. Oh, I, I don't think it's a uh, question. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, that team, you want that team to be bad, but they're not bad. Washington's not bad. Um, I think they're, they're all scary, and I think one team could emerge or they could all be right sort of in the middle of the – you know, uh, riding the line of 500 or close and uh, mm-hmm. throughout the course of the year, these divisional games are going to be super important. So super important for Philly to win this game. Super yep. important. And uh, I think that the same thing that you said about Dak Prescott can be said about Carson Wentz. I think that Ooh. they've got tape on him. I think yep. that uh, uh, that sophomore year is always much more difficult than, than any other year. Systematically, it, I mean, it ruined Robert Griffin. It ruins yep. some players, and it or and it makes a man out of some players too. And so, I think he's the real deal. I think he falls in the same ilk as Russell Wilson, as Andrew Luck, as you know, where you just uh, he's just one of those guys that you know is going to come out and perform. I think he's mm-hmm. better than Kirk Cousins. I think that's. A, I think uh, I like Philly in this game. I don't even know the line, but mm-hmm. I do. Uh, I think Philly covers. Um, mm-hmm. or, and I'm sorry, not uh, you know, uh, yeah, covers their points, and I think they win this game because they need to. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping I, I'm on the same mindset. I don't know if this comes from any type of professional expertise or I'm just a huge fanboy. But uh, Washington opened up this game at home at minus two and a half. Since then, it has swapped to Philly minus one. So I, I think that's pretty – I mean, that's a three-and-a-half-point swing, which is – you don't really see all too often. Um, but to kind of go on your line uh, on what you are saying, Kyle, like this needs – in order for the Eagles to start moving this ship in the right direction, this needs to be a, a, a big stepping year for Carson Wentz. This team goes the way Carson Wentz goes. Um, we've – We've gotten him some receiver help. Now, I, I personally don't like the trade of Jordan Matthews, not because I feel like Jordan Matthews is, like, a, a, a great receiver, but he was Carson's once security blanket. And with a young, developing quarterback, I think you cannot overvalue the importance of having that security blanket. Now, I think this year that, that security blanket will go on the line of Zach Ertz. I think Zach Ertz – can find, I feel like everybody for the last three years is having the same, Zach Ertz is going to have a breakout year. Um, and I'm going to say it again, like this could be a coming out party for Zach Ertz just because I, I think he's going to have to be that security blanket for Carson Wentz. But I, I, except for our one cornerback slot, I really like our defense. I love the fucking crazy man, Jim Schwartz. Um, I, I, I like a lot what he's doing with the front seven there, getting different type of blitz packages. Um, you know, last year this team broke my heart, right? I, I think we've talked about it on the podcast here before. So, like, I, I don't want to – I've learned my – I feel like I keep on learning my lesson with this team, but I, 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 I'm, I learned it. I'm learning it again. I, I'm not going to get all too excited for this team until – well, probably never, ever again. But this this team reminds me a lot of Donovan McNabb's second year. You know, I think that first year, that first year, you know, with Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb, I think we went like five and twelve or five and eleven. Um, and then the next year, it was almost it was like a one eighty. I think we went like eleven and five because Carson won. I mean, because Donovan McNabb had great defensive help 
uh, by Jim Johnson in that defense. And uh, they had a running, I mean, we don't have a running game. That, that scares me. I don't know who our fucking running back is. Like everybody's Patriot fan says, I'm going to love Blunt. I'm not sold on Blunt at all. Um, not yet. And then I, not yeah, yet. I like, I like I fucking, eat, fucking eat like three less cheeseburgers, dude. I mean, come on. Like, I, I don't believe in Blunt. I don't know. I think Smallwood is a guy that we want to do well, but I just think there's a lot of question marks there. So, I, I like. We, I don't know. I mean, I, that's an interesting thing that you bring up with Blunt because here's the thing: like, if you use him as like a Ahmad Bradshaw, a Brandon Jacobs thing, like if you're using him to smash it in and and to get you, um, you know, three yards to, in a third down or a goal line situation, that's not even really how the Patriots used him. You would yeah. think that. But somehow he found a way to score all those touchdowns and rush all those yards. I mean, I don't know. He hasn't shown much in the preseason, but he also hasn't gotten a ton of touches. I mean, I think yeah. he looks different with 20, with 20 touches, you know? Yeah. Uh, but the, I'll be watching that closely for sure, for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, I have him, I think, in one of my leagues or whatever. So, yeah, um, yeah no, that, that's uh, it's a great point. And they, they need to decide – and figure out who their running backs are and yeah. what they're exactly going to do with them. Um, and, and, you know, who are your wide receiving threats? I mean, you said it before, Al Gore them them putting any faith in him at all is insane. No, like I, I, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're putting Tony, it as a, yeah, dude, it's just, it's just, I don't, I, I, I want to be on the record. I fucking hate Howie Roseman as a GM. We have not won a playoff game since he has taken over any responsibility in the front office as a GM. He's a fucking yeah. little weasel, dude. He's like he's a little weasel that calls up Jeffrey Lurie's bunghole and tickles him on the right places. I hate, <laughs> I hate Howie, and, and and this is like a, this is a total Howie move. Like I, yeah. he had the power struggle with Chip, you know, and Chip eventually won, and then Howie just like snuggled in the corner until Chip got himself fired. And then he crawled back to Jeffrey Lurie to do some of the same stupid shit everybody he's been doing, you know, since you know the Dream Team. Remember that back in like 2012, yeah. or you know, yeah. it's yeah. it's fucking it's just Howie Weasel Roseman, and I just I don't trust him. But I do like the Eagles in this game. Um, I, I just I, I think this is a game that we have to show up. I I, I think I think um, Long, you know, we brought in Long from the uh, the Patriots. I believe he got voted captain for us. I, I think we have a good veteran core that that um, that I really like with Jason Peters, Malcolm Jenkins, you know, Chris Long. I think we have – I think Carson Wentz, uh, I think he's only going to get better. I, and I really do think he's going to take a jump this year. Um, and, and we'll see, man. I, I think – I wouldn't be surprised if – if in the NFC picture, if the two wild card spots are get filled by a team in the NFC East, like right. um, you know, like I, there's not, like there's a lot of, there's a whole lot of question marks. I feel like with uh, some of the like, if, is there two teams in the uh, NFC South that y- you really love? Maybe, but like I don't see the Bucks and the Panthers being good. I can see one of those teams being good, but I don't, I don't really know. See, I, 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 I disagree. I think both those teams are going to be good, but I don't know if they're going to be good enough. I mean, and that's yeah. the problem when you when you have four teams in the in the NFC East that look like this. You've got to be really good 
And they, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they've got to be really good. And you know, yeah. Atlanta is coming out of there too, right? I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. So how is that going to work? You know, oh, I, I think, and, and yeah. that, I think Atlanta is just gonna that Super Bowl hangover. I think that that curse is going to be real, man. I, I don't. Think I mean, they, they don't. Know. Yeah, you're right. I don't. But, but, but again. You look at the talent, right? I mean, are they yeah. on the similar line as Roethlisberger, Brown, and Bell? Uh, you know, are, are we looking at you know Ryan, um, you know, what's his name, and uh, and Freeman is they've been yeah. really good. I don't know. Julio, I mean, I, you talking I, about Julio? I, yeah, Julio. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they're they're so good, and he's so long, and so they, they, you know, so. You might be right. I don't know if they're making it back to the Super Bowl, but um, yeah. you know that hangover—it is real. It's been real. I mean, guys, those teams don't even make the playoffs sometimes. So yeah, um, should be should be interesting for sure. So, yeah. So we're uh, we're kind of in the last couple minutes or last fifteen minutes here, Kyle. Um, yeah, I just I just want to point that up. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited, dude. It's back. I mean. So as a Giants fan, you're waiting. You're waiting all day for the Giants game at 8:30. How are you going to be watching? Are you just going to be watching the Red Zone Channel? Are you going to be tuning into any games? Are you going to get some errands done around the house since you can on a Sunday? Yeah. So the plan is, I you know, as you know, in my uh, in my non-podcast world, um, you know, I've got a product launching really soon. Uh, this week, uh, we'll be going live with a new software that should change the way that, uh, you know, that people do things, which is great. Um, so I have uh, some writing to do today, um, which is not even necessarily my strong suit, but uh, I have content and things to write for this release. I have press releases to write, things like that. So uh, I think that's going to be my goal. I think I'm gonna, not going to cook anything, but I'm just going to order up wings and stuff and uh, put whatever game is on, uh, you know, on regular TV on and write and watch and might even take a nap at some point today. We do have <laughs> practice. We have football practice at uh, 1030. Uh, we have uh, like sort of a, a walkthrough, special teams walkthrough today uh, for the Smithfield Sentinels. So I'll get that done. And then, uh, yeah, and then I just don't want to be bothered, you know. Like I, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll kick around. People are pinging me like crazy first thing this morning. I'm getting work messages. I'm getting wife messages, and and so uh, I think I want to just lock myself in a room and watch professional football be played. I don't even care what game it is. I don't know what games are being televised locally, but I think whatever it is, I'm just gonna watch it. Like I yeah. think that's it. You know, gotcha. So, yeah, I feel um, you. But I'm excited. I mean, I, I, I'm excited. I'll be refreshing. I don't love the Red Zone channel like you do. Um, I, it kind of annoys me, and I, I think like they get the B-list people to be on that channel, and it gives me a headache. Um, and you know, I, but I do love. I'll watch the live scoring uh, as it's going on fantasy, and watch the tickers. And yeah, I, I, I think this is. Listen, in a competitive league. I think week, winning week one is really, really important. I do. Yeah. Uh, and that's in yeah. fantasy and in the NFL. So what's your yeah. plan for the day? Is the, is the old lady going to make you uh, leave the house today, or are you, are you hunkered in? Are you strapped down? Oh, I'm hunkered in. I, uh, I pulled things out of the freezer, start dethawing. I got some sausages, maybe make some hamburgers, maybe make some wings. Actually, it's not maybe. I'm making all three of those things. But getting ready for, for game day. Um, yeah, so 
at least between 1 and 4.30 is going to be my time. Now, I'm not going to act like I, I have the biggest balls in the world. She owns them. So if, she's, if she wants to do something after, after the Eagles game, I pretty much will be obliged to do that. Um, but between 1 and 4.30 is my time. Like, I, I don't know about you, Kyle, but for me, I have to watch – the worst television shows ever. Like from like from like February to now, I just watched terrible TV show, and I'll watch it with her because I told her when it comes to football season, this is my time. This is uh, I. This is my zone. Like you can, we will watch all the stupid television you want, but when it comes to game day Sundays, you know where I'll be at. So she she has she has uh, she has been more than supportive of that notion. So. Yeah, I'm hunkering in. I'm going to start prepping food once we get off the call here, maybe cleaning up the, the apartment and whatnot to get ready for game day. But I want to have everything yeah. grilled, ready to go by 1231. Yeah. That's good. I like it. I wish I was kind of up there with you. But, uh, you know, I, it's funny that you uh, – Heather, the, the Saint Heather Anderson, are actually talking about building a statue of her here. Uh, anybody that could be – you know how long we've been together for a very, very long time. And uh, I think next year we'll be actually married for 20. Yeah, I think we are next year we're married. No, married 19 next year. So, yeah. um, you know, we have gone to the, the play. We don't watch anything together anymore, really, uh, from mm-hmm. television shows. We'll watch Friends or How I Met Your Mother, which is about as much as I can handle. Um, and so when she comes home, she's actually working today. Um, you know, she works for CVS Corporation, whatever. And uh, so, so she gets these runs of busy times where she's, you know, at, locked into work. So that's where she is today. But uh, when she comes home, she goes, she heads for the bedroom and the Hallmark Channel, lays with the dog, and, uh, and Nicholas and I uh, uh, take over the living room and watch, uh, you know, so we watch, we watch games, but then we'll flip to play in Madden generally. Yeah. So like, you know, there, there's, there's a pause in the action or a shitty game or there's a blowout or something. Nick and I will switch to Madden and play heads up for a while. Sometimes my buddy uh, that lives across the street, Nick's friend's dad will call and we'll go over there and have a couple of beers and a slice of pizza and watch the four o'clock games. Uh, yeah. But then at seven, seven thirty, man, like, I don't know about you, I cannot do a Giants game in public unless it's absolutely necessary. Like, it's not televised. It's not, you know, I, I, even the Giants Super Bowl, like, I can't be out in public. If somebody said something, I would smash them in the face. Like, I, I have to be home. Like, I can't be out and about for a Giants game. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with you. I mean, if I can stay home and watch the game, I, I would prefer to stay home and watch the game. Um, I, honestly, I do. The, the, watching at home, Keith, though, is much different than – like, like watching it in public, Keith. I mean, there's still a side of me that I don't want to show too many people. Like, but like yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Like yelling, they're not, thousands of miles away from me. Yelling does absolutely nothing. But like, I still yell because they're doing. You know, too, I, I, you know, I still yell. So we'll see. I yeah. mean, I, I, that's why I'm gonna cook food. I'm gonna just have no reason to leave once the games are on. And I'm just going to be surrounded by football today. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I'm even excited about, like, even I don't normally watch the pregame jazz and the backstories and the bullshit, and, but today is going to be a day. Like, I, once that, that goes live and I'm back from, uh, from special teams practice, that's it, man. I'm watching the countdown shows, but they piss me off. They do. They make me so I can't mad. watch them. I, I can't watch them. I know. Yeah. 
I know. That's why I'm so, cooking. And, and, I'm, and, I'm cooking up to one o'clock. I mean, I'll, I'll turn. Yeah. The, I. They're not going to tell me what I hate about the pregame shows is that they they don't tell me anything I don't know already. That's like that. Like right. they're not an asset that ad. They're not a value ad. They're just a fucking bunch of talking heads jerking each other off for an hour, and then the game starts. So I'll save my eyes and my I'll save my ears. Like I'm smarter than these guys, anyways. So oh, I'll, it's I'll just the, the Rob Rig, the Rob Riggle, Frank Caliendo, that what they think is funny, and it's just it's fucking horrible. Yeah. Anything yeah. that Rob Riggle has ever done, and I think he's like in Step Brothers, that the cameo he makes really funny. Uh, he can be funny. But for the most part, that's unwatchable to me. Like when, whatever, he dresses like Rob Ryan or he, you know. And last year he, like, made fun of Hamilton, which, you know, is never going to win you points with me. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I just – but today I'm so psyched up. Like, you know what I like to do on days like this? On the first day of the the season and on Super Bowl Sunday, I like to watch, like, the NFL life, Tom Coughlin. I like to watch the – the NFL, the um, you know, the, like the the pre, you know, the the post, um, you know, like when they put the Super Bowl, the NFL films Super Bowl coverage, uh, yeah, starts at the playoff run, and like so, I have those saved. I have the 07 and '11 Giants champions. Like I'll watch, uh-huh. I'll watch those today, like you know, leading up to the games, and that that gets me pumped up usually. So yeah, um, <laughs> no better story than the 07 Giants, man. Nine and seven go on that run. Oh man. Um, Someday yep. you'll get to feel that feeling, Seth. I hope. No, um, I, I, I'm pretty much, dude. I, I'm convinced I'm going to die without seeing the Eagles win a Super Bowl. Like that's why I'm always angry. Like I just like I the one team that I care the most about. I'm never going to see win a championship, and it pains me. And it pains me. I but, know. Like I believe Green Man. Like it's nothing I can do. Like I, I was born into this. You know, it's you. It's a curse. It might be a curse, but I wouldn't change it for the world. But uh, I'm probably going to die alone without yeah. the Eagles. Without, without that ring. Well, I, I hope yeah. that doesn't happen, but uh, yeah, man. So, all right, I think we're going to about wrap this thing up. Um, yep. I've got to wake these lazy-ass kids up and take them to practice. So, <laughs> practice. something for you to look forward to. Practice. Talking about practice. Not practice. the game. Not the game. Not the game. Well, we do have a really... <laughs> Exciting. I game. mean, listen, we're talking about practice, not a game. All right, sorry. I, I had a fun. <laughs> I, 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 I had it. I had it on the first one. I was like, like, where is it? I don't blame you. I don't blame you. So, uh, but, but yeah, so we actually excitingly have a kicker um, this year. And we had, he's a, he's a junior this year. Um, so he's been uh, f- funny. Like, he's a soccer player and he's a funny, funny kid. I coached him. Uh, uh, all his life since he's six years old. Um, I've coached him in basketball, and he's a good kid. We've always gotten along really well. And uh, he made the switch over from soccer to football, uh, and he has been just unbelievable. He's kicking field goals from – and you know that the stubby high school field goals are not high. Yeah. Um, you know, so we, we place somebody underneath the field goals, and he's been hitting from 65, 70. Uh, as a uh, uh, consistently from that from that length in practice. Now, wow. and now it, it's really amazing to watch this kid kick. And uh, we had another soccer kid last year who ended up being the all state kicker, uh, all state first team kicker. 
So yeah. And this kid, I think, is better. So he's already drawing as a as a junior, drawing some serious uh, attention and, and going to major kicking camps across the country. And we may have a uh, our first NFL player ever maybe come from the town of Smithfield. Uh, so that would be interesting. So he's fun to watch, especially on special teams day. Today's his day to shine. And he's the, <laughs> listen, he's the, he's the perfect aloof kicker, like the – you know, doesn't get, doesn't hit anybody, just comes in, uh, his buddy holds for him and they just kick away. And, and, uh, he's really, really funny. Uh, so I, uh, yeah, Mikey D. Simone, somebody to watch out for. So, all All right. right. You want to wrap this thing up, Feth? Yeah. Yeah. I'll wrap it up. Um, any final words, any words of advice, any shout outs? Yeah. the, the word for the word for the week, word of advice is just enjoy the games today. Don't don't ignore your spouse and children too much. Don't kick the dog, and um, <laughs> and and next next week's uh, show will definitely be more featured. But uh, if you're kicking around, check out uh, nowrenting.com. That is the new uh, software. And, uh, if you're a landlord, it's going to solve uh, many 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 of your problems. It syndicates your listing and all that stuff. So it's exciting stuff. We'll be talking more about that. But other than that, I'm good. Go Giants. All right. Sounds great, Kyle. Well, that was a fun two hours. can't believe it was two hours, but that was, that was fun. I'll be texting you throughout the day, so you're not going to get rid of me that, that easily. I know so. that. I know. It's Sunday. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Sounds good, man. So well, appreciate for, it. Uh, for, for Keith Pfeffer, I am the coach, Kyle Anderson. This was the Nor'easter podcast. Oh, yeah. Stay safe in Florida. Some bad shit happening down there. So, uh, our certainly our prayers go out. And uh, yeah, yeah, man, have a great day of football. We'll talk. To All you right, next so week. Was, all right, lovely. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Peace. Have a great NFL Sunday. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.